Eleanor, hello. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for your willingness to participate in my first official podcast, Imagine, Create, Lead, Inside the Mind of a Leader. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so I'm sure I've probably told you a little bit about this idea, but um, I've been thinking about how I can... I just love hearing people's stories, and I think that's where the true learning comes from. And I think that's why the Immersion Week on campus was so impactful for a lot of us in various different ways is because we're just hearing the stories of other people. And so I've been wanting to to kind of kick off this this journey of mine and, and interview leaders, not necessarily business leaders, but leaders uh, in the greater Seattle area. And it's easy to say... I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it next week, or I'll do it next month, and then next thing you know, that time comes and you haven't done anything. And so this class really presented a cool opportunity to really drive this personal initiative that I have. And the title is obviously not that creative, but I think it really fits the objective of what I'm trying to accomplish because as leaders, we imagine, we create, and we lead, and that obviously is the title of this course that we're in now. And so it just, it was a really nice marriage. So I appreciate you being, I appreciate you being involved. Um, as I mentioned, the immersion was a really cool opportunity. What did that, what was that experience like for you? What did that, what did that mean to you? What's one word that you'd use to describe it? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking back and kind of doing some self-reflections after the course. And really the one word that came to mind was just, Wow. Um, for me, getting a master's degree, I started off um, the program really just looking to kind of add, you know, check a box off and, and get a master's degree. And I didn't necessarily um, realize how much uh, of an impact it would have on my life. So I think for me, the immersion itself, actually being on campus and, and interacting with other people who are also interested in, in leadership and and being leaders in their their individual environments was just an inspiring place to be. Um, so I personally really just realized that I was in the right place and I was doing the right thing. And um, that's that's where I needed to be. And, and I'm very fortunate to have gone and met so many amazing people. And I think that it really made me realize that leadership is where I want to be and, and what I want to be doing with my with my life. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think the we we all benefited from from meeting one another and I didn't I didn't realize until I think maybe it was Thursday when we had all gone out for drinks at Clinkendaggers, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, that you were 24, right? I mean, you you hold yourself at a much higher standard than I think is than most most 24-year-olds do. Um, which I think is just such a really cool self-representation. No, that's a great compliment. Thanks. And I I think that being younger, I did go into this a little bit anxious about that because I didn't want, 
um, more experienced or more established individuals to look down on me because I have not had quite as much life experience as others. But I think that personally, um, once I got more comfortable, I was okay with sharing the fact that I was a little younger than most of the people within the course. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to be accepted for that. And mm -hmm. the best way I've, I've seen to kind of overcome being younger than, um, most in my workforce as well is just having that confidence and, and being free to express myself and, and, and just making sure that, you know, you, it, just have a good time really and yeah. and have that have that key connection with everybody that you're encountering yeah absolutely were you were you at all intimidated coming into this immersion knowing that you were likely going to be the youngest individual in the, in the group yeah absolutely um so i was pretty anxious pretty intimidated coming in especially on the first day when we all got together and started doing some introductions and once i really started to hear about everybody else in the room and the experience they'd had i i kind of almost started to feel like i wasn't um worthy of this opportunity like i hadn't earned uh, my my keep and I, I didn't deserve to be in the room with so many um amazing intelligent people and then as the course progressed i started to realize that it wasn't about our life experiences. It wasn't about, um, you know, how much money someone makes or where they are in their career. It's really about our, our one common goal, and that is just to be a leader. And I think that we can really do that at any age. Yeah, absolutely. Why did you end up choosing uh, the org leadership program over something like an MBA? Yeah, so I... Um, I had a business degree, uh, I, computer science and business was my undergrad degree. And so I kind of had already experienced a little bit with, with the business side and I knew I really enjoyed that, but I wanted more. So currently in my role, I'm working as a program manager at Microsoft. And so I still get the, that interaction and, and business interaction, but I never really learned how to work with people and how to lead people because I was always very business and computer science focused. So right. more process focused than people focused. And I think when I found the organizational leadership program, um, I realized that that would that was a great opportunity for me to learn more about actually working with people, working in groups, being a leader, and really establishing those those core skills that I was looking to do so that I wasn't necessarily getting through my work experience. So right. that's really what stood out to me for the organizational leadership program was more it was more than just, you know, a business degree to to add to my repertoire of, of things, but um more so just actually self-growth and knowledge as opposed to just a master's degree yeah totally you mentioned something that i thought was interesting just in your in your previous response was that you almost felt like you weren't that you weren't worthy at any point in time uh during the immersion did you feel like gosh what if i just didn't go tomorrow or what if i made up an excuse and said i was sick or what if i what if I, what if this program just isn't for me? Did any of those thoughts or kind of negative, you know, that negative mentality ever creep into your mind or, or were you, were you confident enough to say, I'm going to stick this through and I'm, I'm so glad I did because the self-reflection was the most positive, uh, inspirational thing that I've, that I've done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that not just in this immersion, but quite often in my career and, and other scenarios as well, I do have those negative thoughts a lot. Um, so 
one thing I've been working on um, more more recently is uh, the, the uh, is mindfulness. So really thinking about what my brain is thinking about. I know that is a little bit confusing, but more so trying to target my thinking on a positive note as opposed mm-hmm. to negative self-talk. Um, so that's something that really got me through the immersion course when I was very anxious at first was really reminding myself that I do deserve to be here. This is a great opportunity. This is perfect for my career and what I want to be doing. And really just trying to shift my um, mentality a little bit into more of a positive setting instead of trying, instead of down talking myself and having kind of this internal struggle. And so that's actually something I've been working on, not just through the immersion, immersion, but also outside um, of grad school in my career as well is just, trying to to really keep those positive thoughts going and, and make sure that I'm not letting the negative side come out and and really distract me from the end goal and, and you know, hurt me in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah, that that brings up a really good point where on. Uh, so I went to Central Washington University and I was part of the college. Of, the HR program that I graduated from was part of the College of Business. And so they now have. Uh, this networking event that's really designed for the graduating seniors of the College of Business, and, and it's called Launch. And the idea is, quite simply, to help them launch their career from a student to a professional, whether it be supply chain or human resource management or economics or whatever it may be. And they did a really great job this year at the Armory in Seattle Center, and they did a really great job of having these breakout sessions with alumni who have been in their respective field for say five to 10 years. And so they asked me and I said, yeah, of course, you know, any any way that I can give back to Central, I would love to. Um, And so during these breakout sessions, we had this list of questions that they wanted us to talk about or to ask. And I sat down and as a graduating senior, and you can obviously relate to this, there's a there's anxiety knowing that, okay, in six weeks, I'm going to go from a very structured environment where I have due dates, I have class at this time, I know the teachers into this world of, gosh, I don't have a job and I don't know what I'm going to do and I don't know where I'm going to be and I don't know necessarily how I'm going to make ends meet, assuming that I'm not still living with or being supported by my parents. And so... As I was speaking with these with these college of business soon to be graduates, I was asking them, you know, you know, how are you feeling? And they're saying, Oh gosh, I'm so excited or I'm so terrified. And that resonated with me. And and the thing that I wanted to share with them was that everyone has their struggles. And I don't mean everyone in this room. I mean, everyone in this world is experiencing something that we have no idea. And I think that's just a really good reminder for each individual to just be a good person. And what I mean by that is to, we're all going to have our bad days and we're all going to have, you know, these things that we're trying to overcome. But the person that's behind you at McDonald's or in front of you or in Starbucks, you have no idea if they just lost the person that's most important to them or if they stubbed their toe. And I think it's just a friendly reminder for us to to put a positive spin, like you were saying, to, to look at the glass half full 
rather than half empty and see to see the positive outcomes and everything rather than saying gosh i'm too young for this or i'm too old for this or i can't do this because i'm not capable and uh, i think you just did a really nice job of of kind of highlighting the importance of looking at everything from a positive perspective absolutely and i i think to that point as well it's um everybody has a different journey and it's it's the end goal that matters it's not necessarily the the path you're taking to get there so i agree with everything you just said yep that's great um what what drives you what motivates you what what lights that fire inside of you and says i'm gonna kick butt at this yeah so this was actually um i had always kind of known this about myself but it really uh came to fruition during the transcendentalism session where we were outside um, and observing nature and kind of just writing some observations down um i started to really think about you know why am i here what do i want what about leadership is makes me so excited and i started to realize that it's not necessarily the thought of being a leader which i thought that that's what it was at first but it's more so me being able to share a knowledge that i have with other people to help mm-hmm. them um so for example um i'm i work as a mentor for new hires that come into microsoft and um i realized that I really get energy from from those mentor um, mentor relationships mm-hmm. just because I'm able to um, help these new hires and, and impart knowledge that they don't have uh, and, the, and through an experience that I've already gone through. And so that's really what what gets my fire going is is just being able to share um, an experience or any knowledge that I have with other people uh, and and see how they can <laughs> grow or right. how they can transition into their, their careers based off of what I'm helping them do. So it's all about really just giving back and, and helping others. What a, what a cool opportunity and, and especially what a cool opportunity in a very large organization, right? The, the impact that you have with those mentees is visible both in their breadth and in their depth. And what I mean by that is right the, the breadth of their career, whether they're there for five months or five years, right? You're gonna continue to engage with those people, but then the depth is how they're going to continue to grow personally and professionally, I think is is so neat. Um, has your has your leadership philosophy or definition changed since starting this program? Yeah, I think um, kind of what I was just saying as well is um, at first I thought, you know, my leadership philosophy was just in regards to being a leader and kind of being in charge because I've always enjoyed that. But now I'm realizing that that's not really um, that's not what it's all about for me. It's more so um, almost kind of the the servant leadership um, idea of empowering others and, and, and helping them with knowledge to to be better than they were before. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of, while I've been studying a lot about leadership through um, our Orgel 600 or 605, both of those classes have been kind of a stepping stone in my journey. And as I gain more knowledge from both of these classes, I'm also able to kind of um, shape that philosophy a little bit more and, and get deeper into what it is I'm really interested in being here for. Yeah. And and I remember, it, and you might be going through this right now because you're in 600, but Dr. Carey had us do exactly that, was write out what our leadership philosophy was. Uh, and that was a really cool opportunity to 
to really self-reflect what person I am and what person I want to be. And then, and then to articulate it in, in a philosophy of, of what I want to become. And I thought that was a, a really cool experience to do. I'm glad that he did. And I think it actually will be utilized as we continue in the program. And so it'll be interesting, you know, next year or whatever it might be in the capstone course to read what my, what my philosophy was when I first started versus what it is now. So I'm excited about yeah, that. How, how has yours changed throughout the course? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, um, I think above all, I've, I've just become more aware of what, what my personal values are. And I, I think a, a wonderful example is I came back from this incredible immersion on this high of, I'm going to light the world on fire. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change everything on our organization with a positive spin. And I was, I was really, really anxious and I know myself well enough to where I, when I get overly excited about something, I need to press pause, right? I need to, I need to understand that a lot of it is just this, this positive emotion that's coming out and not everyone is going to grasp onto it. Uh, and then I encountered this really kind of negative email that went against my personal values. And I would say a year ago, I probably I probably would have said, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But through this entire program and recognizing, um, you know, whether it be the the actual textbooks or whether it just be that true self reflection of of what motivates me, I think I then had the ability to say, that's not what I want to be, so I'm not gonna do that. And that took a little bit of courage for me to stand up to my to my skip level boss, the CFO, and say, no, that's not that's not who I am as a person. That's not who I am as a, as a learning development professional. And that's not who I am as a leader. And so I'm not going to do that. Um, and so I think that's how my, that, that's how my philosophy has evolved rather than, rather than changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Um, who is, who's one person that's had a resoundingly positive impact in your life? And that, that could be someone that's in the workplace or someone that's personally. Yeah, um, I do have a mentor who I actually met prior to entering into Microsoft, but she actually also works at Microsoft, um, and her name's Teresa. We were connected while I was still in my undergrad at UW because she actually came to speak to a bunch of um, computer science students, and she's just a very empowering, powerful woman who has nothing but kind words and has always been there, not only as a mentor, but as a friend to me. Um, so we got connected um, a couple of months before I started at Microsoft. And so she really helped me with my transition into from undergrad into um, the, you know, corporate world, which mm-hmm. is aggressive and it's a completely different experience than what it is in the undergrad world. Um, so she was really there for me and, and helped hold my hand throughout the process. And at first it was more so just her helping me as a support. Um, and then we both kind of realized over, over the next year or so that it naturally transformed into kind of a mentor and mentee relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I personally have found that those are where the best mentors come from. You know, it's you have that kind of friendship connection outside of just the um, mentor-mentee relationship. But she's 
the reason really why I'm, I'm in grad school as well. So I, I think it's, um, it's great that she's there for me and, and she's accomplished so much and she's such an inspiration to me that she makes me want to strive to do great things as well. So yeah, she's 100% the person who I go to for everything and, and she always has the best advice. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I I have had a similar one where when I started at Nintendo, actually, this, this uh, gal was, she was not my boss, but she was kind of off the dotted line a little bit and so we were we were connected by virtue of of hierarchy but i did not report to her Uh, Mm -hmm. but we start off as as colleagues and then we both realized that we both love cycling and so we would bike to work or bike home from work because we live in the same general area downtown and then it kind of evolved into honestly this, this leadership focus that we both have um, and now not only is she my mentor or my friend, but she's, she's almost like a life coach for me. Like someone that I go to, to say, gosh, I'm, I'm running into communication problems with this person, or, you know, can I just bounce an idea off of you? Or this is a struggle that I'm going through. And, and she's been hugely influential for being a support, right? Just someone that I can go to when I need to get something off my chest or to get that encouragement or to get that word of advice that uh, does not always align with my thought. And I think that's, that's the really important thing is that she's not a yes woman. She doesn't just try to agree with me for the sake of our friendship. She tells me how it is when I'm wrong. And I think I've uh, benefited immensely from her. Mm -hmm. Eleanor, I I have two final questions before I, before I let you go. Okay. What do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Oh boy. Um, that's a great question. Putting me on the spot here. Um, (laughs) I think personally, I just want people to think back on me and, and the legacy that I'm leaving and just think about how positive and impactful I was on their lives, whether that be through mentorship, through, uh, with my career or family life even. And I think that I try very hard to leave a a very positive lasting impression on everybody I touch. And, and that's really the gist of, of my end goal here is just to be as happy around everybody as I possibly can and, and help with them as much as I can. That's so cool. I love it. Do you have a do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> oh boy, you're really putting me on the spot now. Um, <laughs> I think that um, one of my favorite quotes is actually from Abraham Lincoln. And um, being a very process oriented person, I I love you know step by step procedures. And um, I was really struggling at a younger age because I didn't know exactly where I wanted to be or where I was going to go. And I was really frustrated that I couldn't just look into the future and, and figure out what was going to happen. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see what steps I needed to take to get to where I wanted to be. And at that point I found this quote from Abraham Lincoln and uh, the quote is the best way to predict your future is to create it. Oh, that's so and cool. Me, yeah. It's not necessarily about, about the end goal. It's about the steps you're taking and you're creating your own future. So that's what it's all about for me. I love that. I love that. And, 
kind of how how fortuitous that it that it goes back to this course in particular but but also with the with the title of this podcast which is imagine create lead right create your own create your own future which i think is so cool last and final question for you is where do you go from here with everything that you've taken in where do you go from here yeah, for me, um, obviously finishing the, the master's program is, is next immediate step. But I think that um, just based on the first few classes I've been having, I really am looking to um, see how I can give back the most. So I've been involved in a lot of mentoring programs already, but I want to kind of help establish a mentoring programs for women in tech around the Seattle area and really just try and give back and um, as much as I can. Um, eventually, I would love to enter into diversity and inclusion at Microsoft and help actually create programs for um, getting women and minorities into STEM programs because that's a big focus um, of you know, the world right now with the digital transformation taking place. So I think that's really the next steps for me is uh, um, figuring out how I can give back to those that um, really need it and, uh, and (laughs) create my own legacy, I guess. (laughs) So insightful. I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to sincerely thank you for taking the time. It's 7:30 on a on a Sunday, and yet you've decided to to spend 20 minutes or whatever it is that with me doing this podcast. So I can't thank you enough. I um, I obviously benefited from having you in the immersion. I know our, our classmates did too. So thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great, Bjorn, and I appreciate you reaching out. and And this has been a lot of fun. <laughs>